Hey everybody, this is Chris here to Cage the Best, my friend Lisa Nolan knows. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about Lisa's topic. Lisa, what are we talking about? Alright, yeah, so we're going to be chatting about cults. Um, there's a lot of different types of cults. It's not always religious. It can be just an ideology um, of the group. It's hard to tell. It's not always easy. It's not just that people who are um, weak-minded or lacking intelligence uh, in actual fact a lot of times the people that are most susceptible are often highly intelligent which i think um is a misconception that you have to be kind of easily led and controlled and um weak-minded to be taken by a cult um the other reason i wanted to talk about cults is because i think that a lot of this is my own personal theory but a lot of um our culture is culty um and we have to question it. So I think that um, talking about cults, we can also be talking about critical thinking um, and things like that and um, being aware of our echo chambers online. And it's a lot, it's very easy to ignite the masses um, online, uh, on social media, etc. So yeah, so the cult thing, it's, it's not going to be just focusing on uh, cults that have already happened, but although we can, we can touch on that. But kind of just questioning our what's going on around us and, and making sure that we are critically thinking about uh, and questioning, um, especially with fake news and, you know, all the um, deep fake and things like that. We are really going to have to hone our skills of questioning. So that's why I chose the cult topic. Yeah. And just like with any other uh, podcast, uh, we'll we'll bring in a. a... I guess you could call them facts uh, for this topic, uh, but we, we'll bring in uh, our research and hopefully a very interesting conversation, and we hope that everybody enjoys. Lisa? Yeah, and um, we'd love for you to join the conversation or to give us some feedback um, anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, we'd love for you to give us some uh, some reviews and some likes if you do if you're enjoying what we're doing, or any feedback would be fantastic. Um, so we can know that uh, people out there are enjoying what we're doing and any suggestions are, are welcome. But yeah, we're grateful for people listening. All righty. Well, uh, I guess let's go ahead and dive in. All right. Yeah. So um, I want to start chatting a little bit about uh, a, a, a guy called Stephen Hassan. Um, he was in the moon cult, the Moonies, they were called. And um, the funny thing is, is that it was very, you know, difficult for him. He couldn't believe that he was actually recruited into it. You know, he was a very well-educated guy. But in his, there were a lot of other people that were Yale graduates or, you know, Harvard and things like that. So a part of what can, you know, get you to, think that a cult is okay is a lot of the other members that are doing it and you know that's kind of our culture in a way you kind of people people will do things because everybody else is doing it you're the odd and man like out. you just said culture exactly cult so, is in the word exactly exactly and um i guess that now is a good time to talk about um the origin of um the word cult comes from uh cultus um which is which was you know basically about um people worshiping gods in in 
you know, creating temples. So a lot of um, religions actually did start off as, as cults, but um, for a cult, you, you're really trying to control people. Um, and I mean, I would say that with social media and a lot of corporations, companies, um, advertising, all of these are attempts to control people. And it's so easy to control people. It's just very disturbing. Like, and if you're not, if you're not paying attention, then you're, this, this is how you might be susceptible. Um, so anyways, back to Stephen Hassan. Um, he created what he calls the bite model. So he eventually got out of the cult. He was in the cult for about two and a half years. And um, he eventually got out and then has kind of dedicated his life to um, teaching and educating on cults. And he's written four books. And um, I really want to read, uh, there's one uh, he wrote called The Cult of Trump. And I do know some people who are taken by, you know, Trump and um, and in a fanatical type way. And, is this like the cult of Donald Trump or like to be yes. Trumped? Oh, no, no. I'm Well, isn't that funny how sometimes people's surnames tend to uh, tend to reflect their personality? I, I that's agree. actually something that does always um, has fascinated me. Like I've, I've knew a guy named um, Ian Flood and he became a plumber and. I've I've seen that happen with a lot of people. You see their surname, and I and I think surnames, anyways, used to have to do with what trade you were in back in Mark, the days. It's agreed. like why we have surnames, but um, at any rate, that's also kind of a cult thing. Like, just you know, why do we have to have a first name and a last name? I mean, yes, names are you know practical so that you know that somebody's trying to contact you or trying to get your attention. I, but, I actually thought that was really interesting when you when you tell someone. Like th- this goes into the like the linguistics, which I know you're really big on. But when you tell someone your name, you're pretty much just telling them what sound to make to get your attention. Oh, exactly. Exactly. But that's why it's so funny how people get very attached to their name and attached to their, you know, create it, that being part of their identity, which mm-hmm. is about ego. And, um, you know, that's a whole other topic. But. But um, like, I mean, for example, like I, I changed. Well, I started going by L at one point, just L. And it, it became a pro. I was trying to just I just I like the simplicity of just L. OK, right. That's it. That's it. That's, call me L. That's it. And it just became more, more annoying because you'd have to explain, oh, just L. And then there'd have to be a conversation which defeated the purpose of my simplifying. So I kind of went back to having to a, a front first name and a surname just because it's easier to go along with the norm then to change it like when prince became a symbol like mm-hmm. i thought i thought that was dope as shit but people thought he was like you know cuckoo for coconuts and um but people aren't well, ready for that type the, of thing the only two nicknames i've ever had was either jesus because like if i put my hair down uh i look like the jesus from the photos uh except for i have piercings you look and, like the uh, white Jesus. We should clarify the white. Yeah, the the the, the, the one that people recognize from the, the main, paintings. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah, and the only other one I ever had was Wolf, uh, because I believe that was uh, like well, I believe I have two spirit animals, like where everybody has one. Like I'm the eagle and the wolf. Like I'm a loner, but I'm also a pack. Um. So, I my nickname was Wolf for a long time, also. Um, I like that. I like that. But uh, but yeah, I I thought that was really cool to have a nickname, but they only held for a couple of years. 
But see, that was it sort of gave you an ego boost to be referred to, have a, have a special name, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd say it gave me an ego boost. I don't, I don't yeah. want to say an ego boost, but uh, it did make me feel seen. Yeah, and that, that desire to be seen is your ego um, mm. to, to a certain extent. Yeah. But, okay, back to Stephen Hassan. So he created the bite model. So B is behavior, behavioral control. I is information control. T is thought control. And E is emotional control. So this is like how he defines um, what a cult is, is uh, behavior, information, thought, and emotional. So this is all the things that you're going to be controlled on. Um, So... Right. So he's basically dedicated his life to trying to help people with cults because there's still thousands, like thousands of cults that are currently going on. Now, people have probably heard of um, a couple of them. There's a there's a couple really popular ones. And one of them was um, Heaven's Gate. And that was in 1997. There was um, the, they basically sick 39 people, like including children killed themselves yeah and and that was in san diego right right um so that was one of the big ones that people think about their Um, their leader was uh actually it was uh marshall applewhite applewhite uh was convinced a ufo would come to earth and help humans leave their bodies for a higher existence uh there is a sense he wasn't trying to get money. Honestly, he just believed the mothership was coming and they all needed to leave their corporal existence and go to this mothership. Uh, the group-oriented delusion is uh, a condition called share, shared psychotic disorder. Mm. Do you know what that reminds me of? Shared psychotic disorder? <coughs> there was this craze um i guess you'd call it where people couldn't stop dancing what was that i don't yeah, remember I, I know i know what you're talking it was about. something that where i forgot all just, about that and they danced until they died it's fascinating yeah. but they call it so yeah it's like <laughs> and and i do apologize everybody i do still have this cough so if i cough a lot during this pod i i do apologize it it's the the pollen and the weather change. We are in Georgia. Okay, so it's called, I just looked it up, the Dancing <laughs> Plague of 1518, an event in which hundreds of citizens of Strasbourg, um, which was in, it, well, was France, um, they danced uncontrollably and apparently unwillingly for days on end. The mania lasted for about two months before ending as mysteriously as it began. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, like, that's they, crazy. They actually thought a spell had been put on them. Right. I mean, I would love to... That would be hilarious to see. <laughs> a bunch of people yeah. just dancing about. Like, I love... I kind of love it. Like, I, you know, dance until you die. I mean, I can think of worse ways to go. Agreed. Right? Um, yeah. Okay. <coughs> so, what was the other... Um, the other one. Oh, yeah. Reverend Jim Jones. That's another popular one that people know about, which um, eventually, like, people started to, they, they, he just took it out of the country because he, they, you know, they, he was, it was getting to the point where they were, like, catching on, like, okay, they were going to, you know, prosecute or something. 
And so they moved to Jones, what they called Jonestown in Guyana, Guyana. Um, and basically, eventually, they, they, they were forced to drink uh, like a poison flavor aid, which 909 people were di- died. And that's where you get the phrase uh, drinking the Kool-Aid from, like um, mm. where it's like, oh, they drank the Kool-Aid. They, they're take, they, they were taken by the bullshit. They were, you know, and that's what you say when somebody's like succumbed to the bullshit like they drank the kool-aid like so um yeah so those are some popular ones the other one that i wanted to mention uh, that's very popular is the osho one um did you come across osho i actually watched that documentary. no i did not it's a documentary i think it's on netflix um it's called wild wild country and it was created by some of the members so they're very like dishon they're they're not they're sugarcoating all over a bunch of stuff that this guy um Rajneesh um but then he he called himself Osho such a narcissist and an egomaniac um he thought he was like greater than Jesus and Buddha and you know Muhammad and um he had it like at one point I think he had like almost a hundred Rolls Royces that's how rich he was um he had this whole commune thing in Oregon and other places as well um apparently he was competing with this other Indian guru guy um Sibaba and um, who did some magic tricks. He was like, you know, another guy. And a lot of times with cults, what they want is money, power, and sex. <coughs> and Osho was like terrible. He would like make it like, oh, well, if you, if somebody approaches you and they want to have sex with you, then you shouldn't resist, even if you're not attracted to them, because that's just your ego. And people would be pressured to have, be having like all these, you know, orgy shit and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, just terrible abuses of power. He was, like, wiretapped the entire place. Um, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, and, yeah, he wiretapped the entire compound. But, anyways, yeah, that's another big one, the OSHA one. I just thought, like, the fact that, you know, this guy has over 100 Rolls Royces in, like, you know, and he that's not even across the world. I think he even had more Rolls Royces than that. Like, all the money, man. So usually like a cult has got like a charismatic leader, you know, often it's going to be kind of like the cult of personality. You've got like somebody who's a hero, who's inspirational, you know, um, which there's nothing yeah, wrong the, with the personality of, of the leader. It, it can tell a lot about whether or not the the group is going to be dangerous because yeah. I mean, like the definition of a cult is a small religious group that is not part of a larger and more accepted religion and that has beliefs regarded by many people as more dangerous. Uh, like like you said at the beginning, though, it's a, a cult is not always 100% based off of religion, but 99% of the time they are. But they're usually self-made religions. Like there, there was, and, and I, I really wanted to do my research on this one, but uh, I kind of ran out of time. But there was that one Mormon cult. I don't know if you remember it. I think it was out in like, uh, like Arizona or it was one of the desert places in the U.S. And this dude had like 30, 15 year old wives. 
uh, and like impregnated every one of them. Uh, it was it was a great big ordeal. It was uh, late nineties, early two thousands, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he he got busted and got tried for everything. It was a huge ordeal, but it was like a Mormon cult. Uh, um, uh, but unfortunately, I, I, I can't really go into extent about it because I did not do my research on that one. That one just happened to pop into my head just now. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, no, um, uh, I know one of the things is like, look at whether or not the structure is very closed or isolating mm-hmm. or hierarchical uh, is one of the steps to look to whether or not you are joining a cult um, and the form of the ideology. Uh, if it is presented as the only answer for the universe, yeah. it is also another sign of whether or not you were joining a cult and not a religious uh, backing or background, or belief, or whatever word you choose to give it. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, people don't, like, I have to be clear, people don't join cults, like, they are recruited. It's a very in-depth process to recruit agree. people. It, it's do a, a process lot of psychological. Of, yeah, it, it's a process of brainwashing, or, I really have no idea how to pronounce this word. It's Torceve, Torceve, C O E R C I V. Torceve, yeah. Neither do I. I've never heard it. I just it was in the definition, so I wrote it down. Torceve. Um, you mean conceive? No. No, and that's what I thought too. But it's a process of brainwashing or coercive, uh, persuasion. Coercive. 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 Oh. Coercive, yeah. Goddamn, why why was that so fucking I difficult? I think you probably just weren't reading your handwriting yeah. properly. Yeah. Uh well no, I didn't even recognize it when I wrote it down. I've only ever heard the word. It was the same whenever I the first time I seen the word rendezvous. I know how to spell rendezvous, but it's spelled Rendevis. <laughs> um but during this process the leader sets up an environment where the only perceived safe place is the group. But paradoxically, uh, it is also the source of threat. If a group or individual tries to isolate you from all your previous relationships, you can start worrying. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even, okay, we live in the age of influence and influencers. You know, obviously we're in the technological age as well but the technological age has led to us being in the late age of influencers so you know most influencers are literally just showing you a snippet of their lives that whoever's backing them and whoever's sponsoring them you know they're trying to just sell products to you really mm-hmm. like you know i mean there are some podcasts that don't do adverts right like theories of the third kind aren't they one that don't do adverts and just do like patreon to support them they didn't but they have recently started oh really I, okay i guess i guess they oh wait or no it, wait 
or maybe it's not them, or is it the Minimalist podcast? No, no. Oh, it, it was Series of Third Kind. I mean, we might have to cut this part out because we might be uh, throwing them under the bus. But uh, no, Series of Third Kind was always stick it to the men, don't fall into their game. But now they have recently started doing advertisements and sponsorships and everything because I guess they figured out it's useful. Well, I mean, I, I look. So we we'll, we'll cut knows... we'll cut this part out because well, not uh, necessarily, I, not necessarily. Well, I don't I, think we're throwing them. I don't them... know if we can get sued for this. Why would we get sued? We're just talking about something that's a fact. That and uh, they're, you know, it's not saying I don't. I'm not saying anything bad about them or anybody who is advertising necessarily. It's just important to, I mean to realize that these products are not necessarily these people use and stuff. They could be fantastic products. And, and agreed. It's not, I mean, at some point, you know, we might be doing the same thing. So it's not, there's no, there's no shame in it. It's the world we live in, this capitalistic, uh, you know, it's more the fact that people need to have their um, critical thinking hats on and just know that uh, we're selling a product and, Maybe I believe in it. You know, I don't. It depends, <laughs> I guess. And, and well, I mean, it, it. it's kind of like with wearing logos, like uh, like Nike or Adidas or fucking Under Armour. Damn, I mean, we're 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 buying the clothing. One, full two. Uh, it's expensive, so it makes us popular. But really, all you're doing is being a walking billboard. Yeah. Like, you, you are being part of a cult, even in the materialistic aspect. Yes. Yeah. You, I mean, yes, it's, I don't know. I've always tried to avoid stuff that has logos on it. Um, Same. Big logos. Um, yeah. But I think it's very tacky when you've got, like, a yeah. something with the... <laughs> But no, yeah. I, I've always tried to avoid falling in the norm because I like my self identity. Yeah. And I will wear what I want to present, not represent, but present. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like even like fashion is so um, you know, like fashion week and people yeah. who religiously, oh, the trend for this season is gonna be this. And you see that everybody mm -hmm. then does start to wear those clothes. I think that's so weird. I mean, just wear what you like, but, you know, um, and not every every fashion trend is going to suit you, you or your personality, but. Yeah, I uh, mean, like, and, and I do believe that women have it harder when it comes to things like fashion because it's, even if it's, like, so uncomfortable, they will do it to look good. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, we could get into a, our our whole, you know, culture of our patriarchal culture that, you know, has creates norms with well, all different types of norms for for men versus women, and all these men who are willingly like wanting to uh, become women, or you know, I'm not saying anything uh, negative about trans people. Like I I cannot imagine that must be such a weird feeling, but the choosing to to uh put heels on and things like that like 
you know. Well, the the high hills was a man-made creation to make the butt look smaller and uh, the legs look foot fuller. Fit, so didn't yeah, like the, Napoleon full. wore heels, didn't he? Like because he was so short. Yeah, and, yeah, because he yeah. he was a tiny dude. Yeah, I think yeah, like like men men did used to have like maybe they were wearing the heels first I don't but know. i mean then you also had like the chinese uh the chinese men loved women with small feet so they would like bind women's toes yeah. under their feet and it would cause major deformation on their feet it would curl their feet under and even though it was so painful they were not allowed to show pain yeah, that's just infuriating. Like just uh, thinking agreed. about uh, things that culture has done to women over time uh, is again uh, cult- appalling. Culture, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Culture is very much a cult. I mean, a lot of people will disagree with that. I know that it's not cult because but I, I don't know if it's that they're going to disagree. I, I think it's more that they're not going to understand. I it, I think it's just, the reason I think it's a cult is because. You're born into it. You never uh, know. You never know another way. And that is, that is very especially to do that to children. Children are the the most susceptible because your brain is still being formed. So yeah, every, you're, you're going a sponge. To, yeah, going to school. That's kind of a, a cult, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I'm not saying if I had children, I wouldn't. I honestly, I probably wouldn't put them in school because I wouldn't want them to learn <laughs> stupid shit from the school and from their peers. Um, but, I mean, but then there's a lot of people being homeschooled now. So I think that's really going to improve our culture. Um, I think immensely, because I think the people who are homeschooling and obviously you have to be very in a very privileged position to be able to afford, you know, homeschooling and, you know, to be able to spend, spend that amount of time. You have to, be like, very, but I think it's, I, it's much better than putting somebody in a school where you're going to get bullied and all that sort of thing. And in these terrible cultures. And, people- and it's really difficult just because of the amount of population. Uh, because it, when you're homeschooled, like, yeah, you're, you're being taught what, I mean, it, it, it's the same as being schooled. It, it's you're being taught what they're going to teach you. Um, but then like, like if you're in school and you're around a thousand, five thousand kids, whatever, um, you develop like social circles where when you're homeschooled, uh, you have circle, you have well, it can also make you socially awkward. But then yeah. even even public schools uh, can create an isolation where you were still coming out socially awkward. I mean, that that's what happened to me. I went to a pub. I still came out socially awkward because I wasn't very popular in school. Um, like I didn't wear the name brand clothes. Uh, I, I didn't bring fucking awesome lunches and stuff like that. Damn, uh, I ate school lunch. And like kids, kids can be cruel. Um, but I think they learn. I think they learn to be cruel. I don't think they're born cruel. And yeah, it's I not think inherent. It's taught. It's not. It's a taught behavior, and it's by 
I mean, yeah. The, I mean, there there are a lot of people. This is controversial too, but really should not be having children. I think that a lot of times the people are who are, who are having the most children are the people that probably should have them the least, and the people mm-hmm. who are deciding not to have children are probably the people that should be having children. But I mean, because it's a conscious decision to like not want to, you know, to to realize that oh, do I have enough money to provide? Do I have uh, enough? Do I have the tools to, to educate? Do I have the sense? Do I have the sense? Do I have lots of things that would 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 be necessary to have a child? And I think a lot of people just, you know, are not thinking ahead and are often, yeah, the I yeah I know that's I I mean, the people people who are not thinking about how how overpopulated we already are and. Yeah, things like that. I just a lot of times I think it's a quite a selfish thing to um to bring children into this world. A lot of times people do it because they want a little mini me, mm-hmm. you know, and really don't think about the the logistics and you know mentally prepare. Yeah. yeah so I guess one of the things that happens in cults is um, cognitive dissonance when you have an internal conflict, um, and this keeps you trapped because basically as you go along. And you've just you've compromised more and more. It makes it so much more painful to admit that you've been deceived, to admit that you've wasted, you know, so you just you kind of go in denial. And that's what cognitive dissonance and I think a lot of relationships we end up becoming, you know, in in lots of things, we become cognitively dissonant because we've already invested this time. You don't want that time to be wasted. So you believe you choose instead to face the reality that you were wrong. And you've been misled and you've gone down the wrong pathway, you decide to just stick with it because you've already invested this time. I might as well complete the task and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of like a mentality of like, you know, finish your plate or uh, a completionist. Right. Like, oh, well, you've started something. You must finish it. Like, if mm-hmm. you, even if you don't like it, you started to play. You decided to play baseball and you joined the team. Now, you, even if you don't like it, you need to finish what finish what you're doing. Finish, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, you don't want to be a quitter. Well, being a quitter is actually a good thing in a many, many, many circumstances. Could be a job you're not happy at. You need to take the plunge and, and try something else. Could be a relationship that you're being abused in. You need to quit. Or it could be a sport. You're not enjoying it. You know, it's not for you. That's fine. There's infinite things that you can do in this life. You don't have to just choose one thing and do that. You can change your mind. And, and I, I think that is a major flaw with the human race is that they think there is only one way. Well, that's a culture culture thing where it's like, oh, you, uh, need, to, agreed. you need to, I think, obviously, it's dying down, dying your, down. Now. Your priority is to only make music. That is your goal in life. This is why I'm going to drill into you. This is going to be your only path. If you do not succeed in music, you will never succeed. And it's drilled into you. And you know what? They might have been a great psychiatrist. But you drilled it into them that they could only be a musician. I mean, hopefully when people become you know passionate and they just have one thing that they love that's that's a wonderful thing i wish i was but but that's that's self-awareness i don't know if it's that that that, that's a a self-driven goal 
uh, that's not what was preached into you. Uh, I yeah, mean, like, like if, if you drilled it into me that I was only meant to be a musician, but my passion was really to be psychiatry or, I mean, hell, uh, a chef. Damn, uh, is do I follow the path that you drilled into me or do I follow my own passion? Well, I mean, like, it, it reminds me of people like, um, whatchamacallit, the golfer, um, the famous golfer, but like his, from what, like, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. So, like, from what? Day one, he was just, you know, his, his parents drilled to be, you know, drilled in him to be a golfer. Like, maybe mm-hmm. he, he would have done something else, but maybe, maybe that's a good thing for a parent to give, uh, a kid direction and also like you have to have like the means to be a golfer like it's not a cheap sport to learn you have to be you know and other i can think of plenty of artists um that were just you know you're meant to do this well i'm a i'm a carpenter so you're going to be a carpenter and things like that Mm. i mean sometimes that's just people are happy to continue the family business and things like that but 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 when it's by choice right but, I mean, when when it's drilled into you, that's more cult. Well, yeah, even the the cults of sort of you know, go to university. Go, you know, you have you must go to university to get a job, to get a career, to get to go and sit at a desk. To you know, all of these things are are culty things that were school has been designed to make you a yes person, to make you obedient, to make you not question authority, to not question mm-hmm. the culture, to not question the economic way we set shit up that capitalism might not be the most awesome thing in the world that it causes a lot more pain and suffering than it does helping people and the fact that we have billionaires that this is a this is this is okay person can have everything and some people are still in squalor that's not cool but you know if if i i'd like to think that you know if i was a billionaire um or I should say, I should use my, my when I'm a billionaire, um, I will just want to be helping people as much as I can, you know, and do good with that. And not uh, just... I mean, like, I, I think that is, uh, uh, there, there's a, a speech. I mean, you can find it on Facebook or on uh, YouTube, but uh, one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. Uh, it was those who come from nothing are willing to share everything when those who come from something are greedy. Like yeah, they've they, never had to share. They've done those um, like hidden camera social experiments where you see, you know, people who are um, living on the streets and how much more generous uh, they have, they are than somebody yeah. who's got you know uh, people they they know what it's like to be without mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. there's having that empathy and knowing like it sucks to be down uh, understanding humility and uh learning to be humble uh i i think that's why i'm such a generous person because i mean like even though i have little uh I'm always willing to give I mean, you, you've even gotten on to me for a couple times. Uh, my aunt's gotten on to me for it a couple times. But uh, Wait, but what have like, I gotten on to you about? 
you remember uh, the girl at the gas station came in crying? Nope. And I, I put in $10 in gas, and another customer put in $10 in gas. But Why you would think I... she was in there crying because I did not get onto it was you a scam. It. I did not well, get onto you. Yeah, you, you, well, I you... said it's possible it was a scam, but usually, but yeah. I, I said it's possible it's a scam, but I still, I, I usually benefit of the doubt. Even, you and, know, how people and... are like, oh, why are you giving this person money? They're just going to go and buy alcohol and drugs with it. I'm like, I don't care what they do with it. Like, uh, I don't, uh, that's agreed. not my business. Like, I'm not, it doesn't mean I'm like a, you know, a, a pusher. I'm, I'm not your pusher man. No, but... I mean, it's like this comedian I was watching one day. He was like, would you give, a homeless person five dollars for drugs like you damn straight that's a good deal i mean if <laughs> i'm on the street i probably I'm, I'm quite sure i'm gonna want all the drugs and all the alcohol so. yeah i mean what what else do i gotta look forward to i'll get high yep so <laughs> i don't have any judgment for what people you know i'm you just because the reason a lot of times people end up in these positions is you're you're especially in this culture like you're you're kicked when you're down when you're you're put further down when you're down. Like there's yeah. no, there's not. There's like no you lifeline. fall to the floor and then you fall through the hole in the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, but if you get when, into. And, and when I said that you got on to me, I, I don't mean that you got on to me. I meant, I meant that you pointed out I might've gotten scammed. Does that, and that... I, I, the, there is a possibility I did get scammed. That particular I one. I still feel like I did a good deed. That particular one sounded like a scam because yeah. I don't remember the details, but you told me something. I was like, that sounds like a scam. I still don't disagree that you helped, but I just was pointing out that one in particular sounded like a scam. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. it's a strong possibility. I mean, you you don't know who to trust these days. I'm artists all over the fucking place, but uh, I, I, mean, I still only- try to perform good deeds. E- even though I have little I'm willing to share. Um, and I mean, hell, I, I've been ripped off way worse than giving somebody ten to pick up their kid from school down, uh, and that was her deal that day. So, mm-hmm. uh, if I got scammed out of ten bucks, that was ten bucks. I've been ripped off way worse in the past for trying yeah. to help people out. So, but see, these are a ten dollar loss. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah. The thing is, is that at the end of the day, I know I can look myself in the mirror, knowing that I did the right thing. Exactly. I you scammed me. I didn't just because I may have gotten scammed. It doesn't mean make me think any less of myself. Or yeah. I mean, I guess a a couple times I felt really burnt by what when people have kind of, um, I guess scammed is one way to put it. Um, but there's other, you know, yeah, you do kind of sometimes, especially when people really surprised you with their behavior and kind of pulled the rug out from underneath you. That can sting a bit. That can sting a bit. But I'm not necessarily talking about money, I guess. Um, uh, I mean, not not every favor has to be currency. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I might have helped you move this week. And then, hey, I've got a flat tire. Can you come and help me uh, get another tire? Sorry, bud, I'm busy. And I was like, well, you ain't returning the favor. 
But well, I mean, I don't it, it's that... like I tried to tell my my best friend. It, it's down. You don't help people expecting in return. Yes. You help people because it's the right thing to do. Um, if able to return a favor, awesome. Debt paid. Yeah, but it should not be expected. For sure. Agreed. But okay. I, I did. I did find this. It, it was uh, three main personality traits of cult leaders that I thought was interesting. Um, like the delusional martyr. Uh, he, it, it, he, she, it, whatever, can be considered the most dangerous because, uh. It can be used. Hang on, hang on. I can't read my writing. Can be considered the most dangerous because they can be they can use their unyielding beliefs to convince others to buy into their delusion. Um. Uh, so I can pretty much convince you that what my belief is. Uh is the right belief and you should believe it as well. Um, which I will get back to here in just a second. Uh, the preacher turned egomaniac is the second one. Uh, like other cult leaders don't realize their potential. But once they do, they become egomaniacs. This type of cult leader may start out as a teacher a street preacher, or in another speaker position, but eventually they realize people follow what they say and they run with it. Mm. Eventually they realize they are pied pipers and people will do what they say just because they told them to. Then they begin to more this egomaniacal uh, maniacal. being. Maniacal, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I fucked that, that up. That actually happened. Um, my uh, one of my ex boyfriends, he um, like I, I'm kind of, I've always kind of studied like you know psychology <laughs> things like that. Um, or you know been kind of intuitive and things. So I would talk to him about things that he I would say, did you not notice this? You know, or and he would he would he would it would he would not he would have bleh. He was oblivious, right? Until he started to, and eventually the penny dropped. The penny dropped, and he started to realize like the amount of control he had over people. Which mm-hmm. my intention was not for him to like. If you have, if you're a charismatic person, if you're a person who has the ability to, you know, lead people, and there are a lot of charismatic people out there, and if you know that you have this this skill or power or gift, whatever you want to call it, you have a responsibility to not be a piece of shit and do piece of shit things with that. But when the penny dropped with this particular guy, I, it was almost like a golem type look that I was like, fuck, I made a, I'm, I, I fucked up by teaching this person this, this, these, uh, tools, um, because he's going to use them for evil. And, um, it wasn't too long after that happened that we ended up 
breaking up because um, I think he'd, uh, it, yeah, it, it, he was going to, he had intentions to use it for not good, mm. not good way, ways. And I had become, that, that's when you he's get learned, he's like learned the, that the... it was just like, don't, don't need you anymore. Okay. Yeah. I can get, I can get all these things. You give the peasant ego. power. Yeah. He realized power yeah. that they never knew. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to soar with it. Oh, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah. So that was one of the, that was one of the worst things about that breakup was just, I knew that it was like, it, it was, I don't know. It was left a bad taste. I was just like, fuck, I need to say less. And well, that, that, that brings me into the third one. Mm. Uh, the hard and fast narcissist, uh, the cult leader who has been a narcissist for the majority of their life. This is how they've been since they were little. They feel ultimately entitled to lie to you, put on this good, charming face to get you to believe what they're selling, whether it's God or a product or anything. But most cult cult leaders are narcissists uh, and are a bottomless pit of ego. Oh, yeah. Yes, that is definitely one of the uh, distinguishing factors. Yeah. Um, So, like, the recruiting process. I'll talk about that for a second. A, it kind of works like a pyramid scheme because then you have the the members who are then going out and recruiting more members. And usually they're targeting people who have just experienced a loss in their life or they're lonely or they're looking for meaning, searching for the meaning of life and things like that. They're feeling they're having an existential crisis. Um, a lot of times it'll be your family member, your coworker, your friends, because it's harder for you to say no to them. Um, and, um, get you like things like sleep deprivation is a huge one that they use to, um, get you to be more tired. Once, if you're more tired, you're, you're way more less, you're way less likely to critically think because you're tired. Yeah. You're, you're just gonna agree to, okay. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? You're not clear minded. Yeah. So some, some, uh, some of these sort of leader leadership uh, come to this leadership course for the weekend. These are a lot of these can be real, really trying to trying to get you, and um, they'll they'll be lecturing until like two a.m. Oh, but we have a six a.m. start. You're sleep deprived. You're not going to be clear minded. Um, and yeah, and um, then you're around people that are mimicking and you know enjoying the all the bullshit, and you. Are your natural inclination is to mimic the social norms and follow orders because you've already been indoctrinated, as we were talking about, from school, from being obedient and things like that. So, and then that using guilt, shame, fear, desire to belong, or desire to get some reward. You're, if you do this, you're gonna be you're gonna go to heaven, or you're gonna you're gonna have you know twenty brides, or something. Um, and yeah, it's. I mean, that's the the thing is is even some cults are some of the cults, the religious ones, are protected under the Freedom of Religion Act. Mm-hmm. So some of them are, are they can just get away with murder. I guess some of the best ones are the ones where, you know, that it's a reverend, and 
they're all losing their minds in these sermons and stuff. They're, they're making so much money. Oh my gosh. And probably forcing people to have sex with them and all that stuff. And obviously the power and the ego, you know, is, is, uh, is there. I'm wondering um, how many, what the percentage of cult leaders is men versus women. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, that, that one, I don't know. I do know I did find a cult leader that was a female. Um, you had to give me a minute to look through my notes, but I know like cult leaders believe they're unique beings like David Berg, uh, the leader of the family international, uh, which was previously like the children of God, a cult that still exists to this day is known under the name Moses David. He was considered a spiritual leader by his followers, a sort of prophet showing them the way. Um, but as a result of his of this uniqueness, leaders, uh, these individuals lack empathy, but they have a strong need of for admiration. Mm. This pathological. Uh, tendency to narcissism does not imply self-love uh instead it really means that these people overvalue themselves and at the same time they devalue others uh cult leaders have no idea who they are they build their identity on the admiration and fear that people reflect back to them um, and then you've also got like the charming predator. Uh, the cult leaders also display antisocial personality disorder traits, which include a form of uh, psych. How do you, how do you say that? Psychopathy, psychopathy, which comes back with victims. Uh, the cult leader is a sort of charming predator with an ability to draw people in. Uh, the cult leader has a certain degree of interpersonal intelligence, which pulls people to their orbit while they're not able to reflect on their psychological state. They understand the state of their victims, listens to them, uh, uses it to control them. Uh, once the victims are isolated, the effects to charm them fades, and they replace it by a form of control where the leader shows signs of their authoritarianism. Uh, nature violence is rarely needed to control followers the common the the combination of natural charisma and authoritarianism is enough totalitarianism regimes are not unlike cults Leaders like Hitler shared many characteristics with cult leaders, which, I mean, anyone knows anything about Hitler knows that Hitler was very big into the occult and 
was trying to find like uh uh the goblet I, I know the name of it the holy grail um and stuff like that he he wanted to make like the superior being uh the supreme race um but whether or not it's a large or a small organization, the group is a reflection of the leader's personality. Cult leaders cultivate secrecy and desire to isolate followers and have a constant tendency to lie. These practices are found at all levels of the organization. Cult leaders lie a lot. On top of that, they see people as dispensable uh, as either with them or against them. They see the world in absolutes uh, and believe their ideology is answer to everything. I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, I, I know it sounded like I was reading from notes and it's uh, it did because it was. Yeah. <laughs> My eyes were my eyes were blazing over. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, okay. So, most cult leaders are men, but funnily enough, seventy percent of the members are often women. But yes, there have been female cult leaders, and I mean, why is that? There's more men that are cult leaders. Um, I think think we don't need to state the obvious do we but but yeah so cults um don't join them agreed i mean hell look at charles manson one of the most infamous figures in american criminal history fucking uh found guilty for ordering the Hate killings. Uh, fucking like, yeah, I've got a lot of notes on Charles Manson, uh, but I already feel reading. <laughs> I mean, I guess it like it's good to have your notes, but not like read them verbatim. Yeah, and uh, I, I try to write them so they don't sound like I'm reading. Yeah, uh, still sound like I'm reading. Yeah, there's um, there's a quote by um, I think it's like Groucho Marx, and um, I fucking love Groucho. Is it Groucho Marx? Something like that. Is it um, I wouldn't want to be a part of a group that wanted me um, as a member. What is that quote? Do you know that one? I don't know that one, but it does remind me of one that my uncle used to tell me. It's like, don't let your friends choose you. You choose your friends. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I like that. And, um, I, a lot of times I've ended up hanging out with the wrong people and we Same. apparently become a product of the, like the five most people that you spend the most time with. We become like them and, uh, it's like they say, you are who you hang out with. Really? And it's so true. You have to be careful who you surround yourself with. Just even like your friend circle can be a bad, you know, bad move. And yeah. 
Yeah, I've kind of consciously just been thinking, you know what? I need to be surrounding myself with more people who are like-minded. And um, I guess that's why, you know, I'm going on a uh, on a um, meditation, a silent meditation thing. And I'm kind of nervous about it because I have been to a silent meditation thing before. And I very much did get some cult vibes towards the end of that that one. And I'm hoping that that doesn't happen with this one. Um, but... I guess I'll be prepared because we've just uh, done this uh, pod on, on cults. So uh, if I get some cult vibes, I'll be like, I'm out of this. But uh, anyways, it was just so a couple things just made me a bit uncomfortable. Like they were wearing, they came out at the end closing ceremony and they were wearing robes and stuff. And I thought that was weird. It was just, there was like a, anything that, that has like a, I, I don't know, this, it made me feel uncomfortable and ma- made me feel like there was some religious stuff going on and, you know, Buddhism is not a religion. So what? What you did? I don't know. But yeah, no, because I mean, like, e- even Christianity was considered a cult. Uh, like the secret and the fact that they reflect scrutiny and everything. It, like, it, it, any any form of practice that uh that uh, follow me i mean like look at joan of arc joan of arc down uh like she believed she was hearing the voice of god and uh follow me because the voice of god is telling me that i need to guide you and then by the end of it it was worship me because god is speaking to me and i am speaking from god to you um so she become self-absorbed yeah uh, I, th- I mean that happens a lot with people who are celebrities influencers i mean it can exactly go, so if somebody tells you how fantastic you are all day every day and and does your bidding you're, you're gonna you're, start believing it yeah you're not gonna be you're not gonna be a normal person anymore yeah like it's impossible. I don't think it's possible. Well, Maybe I, I would. I would never want to be a leader because I don't want followers. I mean, I know that's kind of contradictory considering I'm a Leo, but uh, I'm not a leader. Uh, I mean, like people believe some of the shit that I say, but I'm just me. I mean, sometimes people don't want to lead, but they make good leaders. And mm-hmm. I think the people that want to be leaders are the people that probably shouldn't be leaders. But some people are just naturally gifted in that sense. And sometimes, unfortunately, humans do need people to to help them navigate this life. And But that- but when you have like cultists, like cult leaders, believe what I say, this is the only way. And it's like, yeah, no, I can't follow that. I mean, it's like with any form of organized religion, it's like, this is the only way. It's like, are you sure? Because pretty sure there's 600 other religions on the planet. Uh, Who's to say which one's right? Yeah, I don't like that kind of absolutist type of mentality. Um, In my opinion, like, we we don't really know. we don't really know 
a lot of things and anybody who says everything something is certain i find that very very that does not sit well with me yeah no exactly yeah but yeah it was groucho marx um and it's uh yeah i, I wish want... you could see me i'd be doing the cigar and the eyebrows at the moment <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i don't really know what what that means what Gra- he, what groucho marx that was like his trade uh fucking sign is like hitting the hitting the cigar flashing the eyebrows <laughs> that's funny i don't really know that but <laughs> but yeah so that's cults um i don't really have anything more i want to say on cults i'm kind of curious to hear what your topic's going to be for uh, well, next week yeah no I, I hope that was a uh, uh an informative uh pod it, it was very interesting on the research. Uh, I really enjoyed this topic. Um, but yeah, no, my, my next topic's going to be, uh, borderline personality disorder. Um, it's a mental health disorder that impacts the way you think and feel about yourself and how you feel about others causing problems uh, functioning in everyday life. It includes self-image issues, uh, difficulty managing emotions, behaviors, and a pattern of unstable relationships. Um, And I find this one very interesting because I've never heard of this one before. This is uh a new perspective um it, it's it's a new study um kind of like ADD and uh like a uh, bipolar and everything but uh this one is not to be confused with bipolar or uh or uh schizophrenia the this one's like polar opposite so okay. uh, i was very fascinated with this i i just found this one about two weeks ago i've definitely i've heard of it for sure um apparently it's uh called bpd and it's yeah. emotional dysregulation disorder so emotional instability feelings of worthlessness yeah they they they're wanting to change the name of it yes ah okay Emotional dysregulation disorder. Yeah. So that that's what I want to talk about. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll uh, delve into that. And uh, hopefully I don't have borderline personality disorder. Uh, I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> not, not about you. Wait, uh, about me. Oh, do you, do you think you might have it? Yeah. Who knows? I mean... Everything's got a classification. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, interesting. Okay, we'll we'll uh, delve into that next week, and yeah, hopefully everybody's enjoyed our culty pod, and we'll be back next week talking about uh, borderline personality disorder, and. Yeah, thank you for listening. Feel free to uh, give us some ratings on anywhere you get your podcasts.
Yeah, no, we hope everybody enjoyed, and uh, Lisa, this was a very fun topic. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, just uh, make sure that you're uh, being critically thinking as much as possible in in on your in your social. Yeah, think for yourself. Feelings. Don't don't fall un- under anyone else's beliefs. Indeed, indeed. Okay, well, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody have a good one. Bye. All right, peace out.